0: Welcome to the Kent Online podcast on Tuesday, August the 4th. Well, it might be the middle of summer with temperatures due to hit the mid-30s this week, but we need to talk about Christmas. It's been confirmed that Kent's biggest panto, a festive tradition for many of you, won't be going ahead. The Marlowe in Canterbury has been forced to postpone its production of Jack and the Beanstalk until next year. Around 100,000 people were expected to go and see it, but with no clarity on what social distancing measures will be in place by then, bosses say they couldn't put the decision off any longer. Ben Roddy would have been playing the dame. Jerry gave him a call to find out what he thought.
1: It is a big blow, but I'm also aware that you know there's barely an industry in the country which hasn't been touched by this pandemic in one way or another. So I think it's important to keep perspective. Mm. I think it's important to to remember that you know everyone and you know people that have suffered. Um, you know, health wise from this pandemic, um, you know, they're the ones that need our real sort of support and energy. are oh, the irony is, I suppose, that the panto is just the sort of thing that might have lifted people's spirits, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know I mean, there is, you know, talk of a of a plan B. Yeah. Of but of course that will need to be flexible and will need to be, um, you know, following advice at the time because, obviously, you know, performance advice is changing sort of, you know, all the time. Mm -hmm. So there is a hope for something much smaller, more more bespoke, um, you know, for the real panto aficionados at Christmas, but obviously, you know, that could be blown out of the water if there's a second spike or... But, yeah, you're you're right, actually. You know, uh, the the shared experience, 1,200 people sitting together, cheering, laughing together as families is... It would would be just a, just a tonic, wouldn't it? Of course. Um, yeah. But but we'll have to wait till till next year. We'll all be back together. We will all be back together, Jerry, in twenty twenty one, laughing, and um, you know, and, and cheering, and uh, saying we'll have to do it again. Then won't we? Whoops. <laughs> together. I mean, what what were you planning to do with your time? I mean, obviously, I've been on this waiting for this decision, Ben. And 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 uh, what will you do with your time now? Well,
2: Have I'm you a dad. Projects
1: uh, in the pipeline? Yeah, I'm. i, I I'm, so I'm an actor. All last year at the RSC, um, in their season at Stratford. Um, obviously, you know, I'm a theatre actor mm-hmm. in the main, and all theatres are closed. Yeah. So that all of that work. I'm still auditioning for um, commercials, and I'm uh, auditioning for bits and bobs on telly. Yeah. You know, but um, but you know, it's it's tough as a theater actor and mainly that's been my main income for the past 20 years has been you know from theater it's an industry that basically has ground to a halt you know so yeah it's tough but like i say i'm trying to you know maintain perspective and realize well you know no one's got it easy have they no one's you know all industries are suffering from this pandemic so we just all need to pull together and um you know, and come out the other side.
0: It comes after the Assembly Hall in Tunbridge Wells also called off their Christmas production. And while we wait to hear if others will suffer the same fate, one theatre's confirmed it's going ahead with a Covid-safe show this year. Jack and the Two-Meter Beanstalk will be staged at the Stag in Sevenoaks, where Alice in Wonderland was originally going to take place. Producer Jamie Alexander-Wilson has been chatting to the Kent Online podcast.
3: We've been working for about two months with the management of the Stag Theatre. Uh, the Stag remains closed, although the cinemas are now open. Uh, the, council, the Town Council has given the Stag a little bit of money to keep it safe whilst it's closed. Um, but the management made it really clear to us If we don't try and do a pantomime this Christmas, the stag may never reopen. So it's financially the most important thing in the year for any pantomime really around the country. Um, And so we've been working on plans to stage a, a COVID safe panto in a pandemic. We are socially distancing the auditorium, so the Stag Theatre's new box office software will automatically create a bubble around each booking. So if a family of six people book for the pantomime, all the seats in front of them, behind them, to their left and to their right will be blocked off. So um, everyone will be sat inside a bubble of empty seats. Uh, That, of course, means we can only sell about a third of the auditorium. So uh, rather than 450 people um, in one go, we'll be performing to about 150, approximately. That means that uh, we need to look again at at the budget. So we'll be generating less than a third of our normal um, income from the box office. So we've had to make some cuts. Um, We'll have five actors rather than the the normal up to 12 actors in the show. Um, We are limiting the run, so we're just doing the show for two and a half weeks. Um, The length of the show will be shorter, so just 90 minutes. And we'll be doing the show up to four times a day. It's a lot of work for the cast, and it's also a lot of, personal commitment um, because all cast members are going to have to create a new bubble over the festive season um and not see their friends not see their families not go to pubs or clubs um, they all have to self-isolate for two weeks before the first day of rehearsal um, because if anybody is contacted by the the track and trace program that means potentially we all have to uh, go into isolation which means the show has to be cancelled kent online news
0: Other top stories today, and three teenagers have been arrested after a man was attacked while walking with his family in Ashford. He's been taken to hospital with a head injury after getting into an argument with the suspects in Victoria Park. Kent Online can reveal staff at hospital trusts across Kent are facing a postcode lottery when it comes to being tested for coronavirus. East Kent hospitals recently screened 9,000 of their workers following a rise in cases. 15 came back positive. Other NHS trusts in the county have different policies, with only patient-facing staff being tested every week at Maidstone and Tunbridge Wells. Just 410 employees at Medway Maritime have been checked since March, while at Darrant Valley all 3,000 staff have been tested in the last couple of weeks. Now the government's giving £12 million towards building a new high-speed train station in Kent. Fannett Parkway near Cliffsend will create 800 jobs and improve journey times to London. It's hoped it'll make the area more attractive to people who commute into the capital. Thanet MP Sir Roger Gale has been reacting to the news.
2: This parkway station, although it's located in South Thanet, will serve sandwich, possibly deal. Certainly the Thanet towns Margate, Broadstairs, Ramsgate, and uh, the villages, and possibly even Herne Bay as well. I can see people driving from Herne Bay back to Thanet to catch a fast train to London because the Kent coastline is very slow. That will open up the whole area. And most significantly, of course, and one of the reasons why this investment I think is being made, is the the power that it will give to the redevelopment of Manston Airport for passengers in the future to be able to get from London to Manston in very short order will make, again, a significant difference. And uh, we also hope, of course, that we'll get freight on the fast line as well.
0: A contraflow system on the M20 is set to return in December as the government tries to minimise disruption once the Brexit transition period ends. Transport bosses are preparing to reinstall Operation Brock but say it'll take just a matter of hours to do as movable concrete blocks will be used instead of a metal barrier. A dog from Gravesend could be the first in the UK to have contracted coronavirus. The owner, who'd had COVID-19 symptoms, caught her pet chewing on discarded tissues. She's convinced he had the illness after developing similar symptoms but a test wasn't available. Kent Online has been told how organised gangs are stealing tractors, quad bikes and even livestock from farms in Kent. Rural crime cost the county £1.8 million last year. Now, although that's a 30% drop on 2018, nationally, the problem is at it's worst in eight years. Rebecca Davidson is from NFU Mutual, who compiled the data. They found that a lot of organised criminal gangs have been targeting farms. So they've been looking for high value machinery and tractors um, and quad bikes as well. And also um, the modern um, navigation systems are such an important part of arable farming. Um, when something like this gets stolen, um, it has a big impact on your business. Um, farmers are often working to very tight weather windows, so it can have a huge impact and business interruption. But at the same time, what we can't forget is so many of Kent's farms are not just places of work, they're family homes as well. So it can cause a huge amount of anxiety for the farmers and their families um, to know that very organised criminal gangs have been possibly staking out their um, place of work and home and um, targeting them in this way. Residents in Whitstable say they're worried soaring temperatures this week could lead to a repeat of what's been described as a massive brawl on the hottest day of the year. Police were called to disperse a crowd of more than 100 people on the seafront. Some families say they're scared of more antisocial behaviour. Children starting at a new primary school near Gravesend in September will have to be taught in Strood instead while work to build their classrooms is completed. Ebbsfleet Green in the Garden City has been delayed because of the pandemic so pupils will have to use space at blight primary a kent couple say they're pleased a judge has agreed with them that it is discrimination not to recognize humanist weddings in the same way as religious ones but victoria hosegood and charlie janeway from tunbridge say they're disappointed the high court didn't go as far as saying the government was acting illegally
4: Obviously it's not the completely the desired outcome, but um there were overall um they agreed with lots and lots of our points and did agree that um we are being discriminated against, and so now it's a case of rather than if humanists when um wedding ceremonies are going to be legalized, it's a case of when so it is it is overall a win it's just a case of <laughs> the time scale's not quite what we wanted. <laughs>
3: Because of COVID, we,
2: we did have to postpone our wedding and we, we have done it for, for a year. So it is September next year. So actually our time frame has, has increased by, unfortunately increased by a year. So we hope that the Law Commission would have changed by then. So by that time it is legally recognised, but it's going to impact a lot of other people uh, up until that point, which is, you know, which is really upsetting.
4: I think in terms of our wedding as well, like we want the, the humanist ceremony to be the, the big part and the, the bit where we kind of, profess our love to each other in front of everyone. Um, and then to have to go and do that um, again yeah. <laughs> just to make it legal, it's um, its not ideal, but, yeah. <laughs> it's,
2: just, it's unfair. Yeah. It, it's unfair.
0: At the moment, anyone wanting a humanist wedding also has to have a civil ceremony to make it legal, as Victoria said, where the government has promised a review of marriage law will be published next month. And temperatures are expected to soar again in Kent by the end of this week. Forecasters say it'll keep getting hotter over the next few days with highs of, would you believe, 37 degrees on Friday. The Met Office have issued a health warning for the southeast and say it could be an official heat wave. That's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Head to ilifmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.